Man, the snow is blowing out there tonight. I hope, I hope Graham's keeping warm. I've got my nice hot cocoa. My my chestnuts are roasting by this fire. Whew. Oh, oh, there's the door. Must be Graham. That's that's your cue, Graham. Oh, that's my cue. Um, yeah. Oh, there's the door. That must be Graham. Let me go get it for him. Oh, hey. Hey, Graham. How was how was the walk up? Uh, it was long, long and yeah. cold. Yeah, about what, like, tw twelve hours, probably. Yeah, a little under that. Well, yeah. you know, you know, Graham. It's it's Christmas Eve. It's the most important time of the year. It it's worth it. You do know? I smell? Uh, do I smell chestnuts roasting? Yes. Yeah. I um I picked them up especially today. They're fresh. They're fresh chestnuts. Mmm. Nothing I don't... like a good fresh chestnut. <laughs> And and I don't have a a fireplace, so I've just got them in the oven, actually. Okay, yeah, that works. But I've got the door open so that it's like you know, you can, open you can, fire. You can smell it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as you know, Graham, uh, tonight's the night. Yeah. You know, the big boys are coming. Um, you know, there's I don't know how many there 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 are. I forget. I've lost count. Uh, so like twelve. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, they're wrapped up and and ready to go. And well, actually, really, there's 24, because I've got 12 for you and you've got 12 for me. Mm -hmm. Or we've got we've got 12 each for the world, rather. Actually, I think it's something like 15. Well, yeah, let's. <laughs> Graham, we're not supposed to show that we're not prepared for this. Oh. oh okay, all... and uh, so yeah, we've got. Bunches of gifts and stuff. Yeah, stocking stuffers. Yeah. Um, trophies are expensive. Yeah, you've got a lot yeah. of them. I uh, well, I know. And uh, I I'm I'm not looking forward to shipping all these uh, all these trophies to the game developers. Yeah, they'll. Yeah. Especially with the strike and stuff. <laughs> Oh, inflation as well, you know. Inflation, yeah. Some of these yeah. guys don't even exist anymore. Yeah, that's that would be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Well, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, you know, it's Christmas Eve, Graham. And uh, yeah. I know that's kind of important, you know, Santa and, and Jesus and, and stuff. But really, it's most important because it's, it's time for the Velvetys. Yeah, that's what we've all been waiting for. Exactly. I know I've been looking forward to it all year long. And, uh... It's the only reason people listen to this podcast anyhow. And uh, yeah, so thanks for taking the trip up to to talk with me about this. Would you like some cocoa? Yeah, definitely. Oh, great. Great. Well, let me get, get let me get some cocoa. Those chestnuts are almost popping. We'll have some chestnut popcorn. Um uh, and then uh, then we'll get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first annual 2018 Velvet Room Review Velvety's A Year in Review. <laughs> the official <laughs> one the and movie, only... The game. <laughs> the movie. The, the book game. adaptation. The prequel. Um, the one and only spot for all of your video game-related award ceremonies that actually don't really matter. Uh, I'm Matthew. I'm Graham. And uh, tonight we're going to be giving out 
awards to some of our most favorite and least favorite and everything in between games. Uh, so we'll be talking about games we have played for the podcast, but also games that have been released uh, this year. We want to give special recogni- recognition to where the industry's been this year. Yeah. Um, we've got categories. Our category system's a little unusual in that they're all based off of Persona 4 characters. Which, I don't know about you, Graham, that's how I... That's how I you know, rate everything in life. Yeah, like that was like the, that that cookie was a Nauto. Mm, those chestnuts, total Yosuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three out of five Yosukes. <laughs> three Yosukes out of five Nautos. Mm. Now that's that's some complex division. Let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, for what like if you're listening and you don't know who these characters are, we'll try to explain. Don't worry too much about it. Or, or you could just go back and listen to that one episode where we talked about it. Yeah, like, what was it, their first one? No, no, it was it was like our fifth or sixth. I don't remember. Okay. But, I mean, you could just listen to them all until you find it. Yeah. I mean, it's Christmas. What else are you going to be doing? You don't got school. You don't got work. You're going to want to tune your family out anyhow. Yeah. Tune them out. Tune into us. Ignore your family. Listen to the Velvet Room review. That's that's the message we want to get across. It's that's the reason of the season. Okay. <laughs> we do have awards though, so we should probably get around to it. I guess so. I guess so. So yeah, let's uh, let's hop right on in, Graham. Um, so our first award of the first annual 2018 Velvet Room review, Velvetties, uh, is going to be our Chie Satanaka. Thank you, Satanaka Award. Um, so, Graham, who would you award this Velvet E2 on this fine Christmas Eve? So, this one I'm giving to Spider-Man on the PS4. Whoa. Wow. I didn't see that one coming. Um, is it because there's a lot of kicking? That was a big part of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I liked Chie as a character. Um, okay. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it was, it was fun. It was friendly. Like, you could just, like, hang out with it. Yeah, it's very reliable. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. There wasn't a lot of, like, meat in the game, but the game was meaty. And and she loves her meat. <laughs> she likes her steak, doesn't she? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. she's all about, like, the Food. the beef bowls. and. Right, yeah, classic. I could go for a beef bowl. Well, congratulations, uh, Spider-Man. Um, How about you? For, for award, well, Graham, you awarded the the very first Velvety. How does that feel? It's exciting. It is. We should also point out to our listeners, um, if Graham and I happen to concur on a Velvety award winner, um, that game will will receive the Velvet Room seal of approval, um, which is very valuable. There's only been uh, you know, we've only made three, so you know that's high demand. I believe it's trading at gold trades at right now, so it's pretty exciting. Anyhow, my Chie Satsunaka Award of the Year, the Velvety of the Year for Chie Satsunaka, is going to go to Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. Much, much for the reasons I um, outlined in the review, it was an enjoyable experience. Um, there wasn't anything overly remarkable about it. And green was the main 
color palette of the game and I look back on it with slight fondness but not overwhelming loyalty that's fair yeah 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 so congratulations Dragon Age mm-hmm. and Spider-Man wow okay uh, next Graham is the Teddy award I guess t- Teddy doesn't have a last name no it's just Teddy so, yeah um, so why don't you go yeah. first sure so this was actually one of the one throw was a bit more difficult for me to uh to to decide who to give to we played a lot of great games this year and i wanted to i wanted to you know award so many at the end i decided to award the teddy velvety to minute um my reasons being uh while it appears childish and cartoonish on the outside there's actually some depth inside of it hidden there and uh there's a couple of frustrating parts, but for the most part, it's it was enjoyable and fun and had some humor to it as well. Um, and, and I really enjoyed Minute, so I wanted to ensure that I got a it got a velvety on my list. Yeah, that's a good it's uh, a good uh, description. Like it's a good call. Yeah. How about yeah. yourself, Graham? For me, it was near Automata. Oh. Okay. Um, for a lot of the same reasons, like sometimes it was a little bit off-putting and weird and i didn't like it that much but then there was a lot of times where it surprised me or i just i really enjoyed the depth that it brought and like the variety and made you think Mm. um like you can kind of underestimate teddy sometimes but um yeah no i yeah it was um a really neat experience I know for me, Teddy went places I wasn't expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can see that. Very apt. Well, well, congratulations to those two games. The Velveties are in the mail. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, the Yosuke Harunama? Harunuma? Uh, I think it's that. It's something with an H. Yeah. Uh, Velvety. Uh, why don't you go ahead with this one, Graham? Yeah, so this one I'm giving to Persona 4 Dancing All Night, okay. um, which it's a little bit funny to give a Persona game a Persona award, but um, basically because Yosuke is like your best bud in the game, and Persona 4 Dancing was a game that I kept coming back to like every once in a while when I was like, I, I just feel like listening to the soundtrack or like mm-hmm. playing the game. Like and it always just, accepts you, you know, yeah. like when you come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could always just hang out with it and there was no issues there. Yeah. You can kind of like try out new clothing combinations with it. <laughs> I don't remember that part of Persona <laughs> uh, y- where, you don't... where you go clothes shopping with Yosuke. Well, no, but in the game, there's lots of uh, clothing accessories that yeah, you can put I'm, on the character. I'm joking. Okay. But... I'll Actually, no, there is a part where you go clothes shopping with, with Chie and, and Yukiko. One of the best parts of the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's, I think that's very apt. Um, yeah, for my Yosuke Harunumunu Award Velvety, um, I went with, this one was another one that was kind of hard for me to place. Because to me, Yosuke is a character, like just like you're saying, he's your best bud. He's reliable. He's kind of unchanging. Um he says something sometimes that might be a little off-putting, but you, you know he's lovable goofball anyways. He's got his heart's in the right place. Yeah. And so I was kind of racking my brain of, of what game I felt most like an old friend with, 
that I played this year. And uh, I ended up going with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 for the oh, PS4. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this game originally came out back in 2009, and then they remastered it for PS4 in 2016. And I'm a big, big fan of the franchise. I love the first one. You know, when it came out, I love the second one when it came out. Played the first one a few years ago when they remastered it and then got around to playing the second one this time around. And it was just a nice, relaxing, nostalgia journey. You know, stepping back into those shoes, recalling some of those memories I had when I was a little younger. So, um, and, and all in all, you know, it's nothing amazing, but it's a really solid game and I had fun with it. And, uh, yeah, it's my Yosuke Harunimunimu for the year. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up next is the Risei. Is it Kujikawa? Yep. Wow, I nailed that. Uh, Velvety. Uh, I guess it's my turn to go first. Mm-hmm. Again, another one that was difficult to um, to place. I ended up giving this one to a game I actually haven't finished yet. Uh, Spyro Three: Year of the Dragon. Okay. And I did that because. I felt that Spyro was colorful, it was musical, it had some wit and charm to it, and in particular the third one um, introduces a lot of new concepts, um, there's lots of supporting characters in the game, um, and a bit more dialogue and a bit more uh, flirtatious dialogue as well. So I thought that it was a good fit and I wanted to give Spyro some love on my list. Nice. Yeah, no, sounds good. Um, uh, the one I gave to, I actually had a really tough time with this one. I ended up giving it to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Ah, okay. Um, because when I was like, I was like going through like Risei's characteristics and personality and thinking like, this reminds me a lot of Rachel Amber. I could see that. I can see that. Yeah, so... Um, if for nothing else, that's the reason, but like life is strange before the storm was also a really good game, like lots of neat character moments and heart and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Okay. Next is the Naoto, Naoto Shurugani. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shurugani. Velvety. Uh, who did you give the Naoto Velvety to, Graham? Oh, uh, um, I have to give it to Orwell because oh, that, that's the one that I was between this Orwell and what remains of Edith Finch. Um, oh, okay. Because yeah. it really made me think Orwell did. Like mm-hmm. it left a real lasting impression on me. Um, like I was, especially like there's parts in it where you do stuff and then you're like, Oh no, I, like this is the consequence of my actions, right? And like trying to figure out how you're going to get around things, um, like it's it was the one that made me get philosophical the most about it. Interesting. We had a few games like that this year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. You said that, Graham, because uh, my Naoto Velvety was also awarded to Orwell for precisely well similar reasons to what you're saying. Um, I was kind of going more from, like, what game made me feel most like an investigator or detective? 
And so yeah, it too. was of course it was of course a toss up between Detective Pikachu and Orwell. And I decided to go with Orwell because you know, I, I have vivid memories of like getting a cup of coffee, sitting down at my desk and being like, All right, time to go to work and sort this out. And uh I can say that was like probably the like a really unique experience I had this year. Um, in gaming. So our first Velvet Room review blah, 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 Velvet Room review Velvety. seal of approval. Yeah, like the super velvety. Yeah. Goes to Orwell. Congratulations, yeah. Orwell. Wow. Whew. And and we're not even halfway through, folks. There's so many award awards left to give out. Graham, one thing I forgot to ask before we started. You haven't happened to have made any controversial tweets, uh, written any controversial blogs, have you? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, good. But I wouldn't want to have to kick you out as a host. Did something happen? Oh, I'm just talking. Did you hear about the Oscars? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, Did the host get kicked out? Um. So it was Kevin Hart. He made like some tweet like 10 years ago, and the Oscars were like, hey apologize for that or you're out and he's like well i already apologized for it and i mean no and so he's like i quit <laughs> okay yeah anyways a little side note uh okay moving forward the yukiko amagi award okay uh, i guess my turn to go first oh yukiko how i miss thee old reliable Fitting that it's Christmas, since, you know, Yukiko is who I wanted to spend my Christmas with. Um, I decided to give this award, this velvety, to Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, because out of all the games I think I've played this year, it felt the most natural to me. Hmm. Um, just the gameplay... The universe, it all just worked well. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun to play, fun to be around. Um, I find myself wanting to go back to it to get no, to get to know a bit more about it. Plus, of course, red and red it fits perfectly with Yukiko. Um, so Spider-Man has the velvety there. Nice. Yeah, it's a good choice. Um, I ended up going with uh, Mass Effect for ah. my Yukiko. Which which one? The whole trilogy or? It probably the the whole trilogy, but maybe two would be two okay. or three. It's hard to say. Two probably because okay. it's got that kind of like we're going on an adventure feel. Right, a bit more um, lighthearted. A bit. Yeah, because like okay. I enjoyed like spending time with it. And, uh, like, you're always getting to know these different unique characters, and it's all really interesting. It had a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, like, it was a game that I really enjoyed just spending time with. Mm. You know what I like about Yukiko that I forgot to mention? What's that? And, and why it helped me choose Spider-Man is that she ha she knows the importance of responsibility and 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 putting responsibility before own desires. And much like Spider-Man and Commander Shepard, I think Yukiko kind of admits that, you know, I'm going to run my parents in because I need to 
take up that mantle, even though it's not necessarily what I really want to do with my life. Yeah, I didn't make that connection before. But, you know, like like Spider-Man, he, I mean, he loves being Spider-Man, but he does it because it's, he has the responsibility to do so. Shepard probably does not want to do all the things he has to do, but he does it because he knows that he's probably the only one that can. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're coming up to our last Persona 4 character award here. The Kanji Tatsumi uh, Velvety. Graham, yes. who do you award this to? I feel like this is kind of a funny... It feels kind of obvious to me. It was God of War. Okay. Um, because, like, he was intimidating at first, but then, like, you grow to love it over time and, like, opens up a bit more. Um, I, like... At the start of me playing God of War, I was really kind of on edge and anxious about playing it because of, like, the gory nature of the previous titles. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was also really, really hard at the beginning. So I was unsure of it. But, like, over time, I grew to really enjoy the game. Mm. And, um, like, it, it, there were, like, little surprises. And then, like, like, Kratos opening up to Atreus a little bit. It, it got the parallels work absolutely um i agree you start to see more of the emotional side of kratos much like kanji yeah and uh that's exactly why graham i also awarded the kanji tatsumi award to god of war um nice for every reason you said i mean other than like even the physical characteristics i mean if you look at it, like a, an axe is basically a, a, a folding chair anyways, as far as weaponry goes. It's like an ancient so. folding chair. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so that's another Velvet Room review seal of approval of Velvetiness. So that's two so far, right? Two. We only have one left to give. Otherwise, I'm going to need to order some more. Yeah. Right. All right. Going to exceed your quota. The bean counters aren't going to be happy about this. <laughs> uh, all right. So next we'll be going on to some more um, personal awards. Um, not necessarily related to, the, well, some related to the podcast, some just related to our experiences in general. Um, the first one up on the block here is our favorite episode of the podcast that we've produced so far. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll start, Graham. Um, yep. This was really really hard i feel like we put out some really good podcasts uh this year i think the whole summer of nintendo was a highlight um persona 4 dancing all night um just so many good episodes the pokemon well, i guess that's pokemon's in summer of nintendo but so many strong episodes but at the end of the day i had to order to mass effect 3 and okay. even this was a toss-up between all three mass effects in fact, it probably would have went to Mass Effect 1 if we hadn't lost the the first initial recording and then lost the second recording. But I went with Mass Effect 3 because as a Mass Effect fan, it was so enjoyable to talk to somebody who hadn't played the game before, discuss all the things I've discussed with other people, but learn something new, get some new insights, a new perspective, and also kind of just talk about, you know, the theories and 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 just relive it all once more. And I mean, the, the episode's over two hours long, which is a testament to, I think, our enjoyment of the podcast itself. Because if we're not enjoying a podcast, it doesn't go two hours long. So that's who I'm awarding my favorite episode 
too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a really good call. I really enjoyed that episode too. Like we I feel like we've put in some pretty good episodes this year. Um and I've really enjoyed it. Um the one I have to give it to um is probably Mass Effect 1 because of the fact that we, it was the third time was the charm. <laughs> um because we actually got to talk about it for probably longer than we did about Mass Effect 3. That's true. I would say we probably at least, at bare, bare minimum, three hours, if not four, of of time talking about the game. Yeah. Yeah. But and, but... and and as well, we also learned a lot of valuable lessons, early valuable lessons about how to produce the podcast. Yeah, that was a very, that was a learning experience. Yeah. I, I would say, like, looking back, I feel like we really hit our stride and in and around the summer of Nintendo as far yeah. as, like, how to produce the episodes, what's the most efficient way, what's the best quality way to do it. Um, I mean, it, it takes some time, right? So, um, yeah, I think I think that was probably, you know, near the, the start of, of that process or when we really started to realize, you know, we need to do things a bit a bit better you know tighten up the ship a little bit if you were yeah no that was definitely around the time where i started to become I, at least for me i felt a lot more comfortable doing it mm-hmm. um and the, like i think the, the mass effect podcasts helped a lot because there was so much material to dig into and like it wasn't just like surface level stuff too it was like we got to talk about like how it affected us and like philosophical themes and that kind of yeah. stuff. And and I think, I think for some of the more difficult podcasts for us to record, you can kind of tell, right? We start talking about things we might not normally talk about, like sound design or graphics, you know, we might kind of call that back and say, Oh, what do you think about the graphics? But with mass effect, it was, it was literally all, you know, for the most part, it's all about the content, all about the story and, Again, the philosophy. So, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Um, all right. Uh, so the next one here is our best rage quit moment of the year in gaming. Okay, so I'll I'll start with that one. Um, for me, it was in a drift when I traveled for. <laughs> I think it was around half an hour. It yeah, was like fifteen was. minutes or half an hour in the wrong direction from the station, yeah. and then I look back. I was like, nope, nope, and I quit the game. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that's fair. That the game did have some navigational issues, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine, Graham, actually just happened uh, not that long ago, a couple weeks Ooh. ago. And I told you about it. Uh, I was playing Persona 3 um, for the podcast that we're doing, you know, first uh, or coming up in January there. And um, I was fighting some enemies, and the enemies have an ability called like charm, where they can charm the character to or one of your allies to either not attack or to assist the enemy. An assistant could be, you know, oh, I'm gonna attack the allies, my allies instead, or depending on your move set, I'm gonna buff the enemies or potentially heal the enemies. So. In this particular instance, I'm fighting a sub-boss, basically, which is um, three enemies, all w- each with 5,000 HP, and, you know, um, 
on a good turn you might do four to five hundred HP all around if you're if you're doing good. And I finally kill one and the other two are at about twenty five percent health. They charm my player character, who hap happens to be the only one on my team with the ability to fully heal allies. <laughs> he uses it on them, and they each get 5,000 HP back. Oh, but then, <laughs> but then the same fight. I kill one of them. I got another one down to 25%. Happens again. Now that you mentioned it, I do remember the all caps messages that you sent me <laughs> it's just like one that happened the first time i am just like all right well i'm gonna just power off the vita and i'm gonna i'm gonna take a walk <laughs> uh i couldn't believe it yeah that's pretty incredible yeah what are the odds <sighs> all right so congratulations to those games uh next is going to be our highlight of the year so our our favorite moment in gaming or when we felt the greatest and um this was a difficult one for me because it's i find it so hard to remember like those fun times you know like because there's so many normally like you yeah. really remember the bad stuff because like it sticks in your throat like an icky illness but i had to give it to um fortnite and particularly um a win in squads that i was in the end of at the end of the game responsible for um it was really exhilarating to be like the last you know in the last five alive with two other squad mates then to have them go down and then it be one-on-one with somebody else and you know tracking them uh shooting at them trying to destroy their fort or their their cover as the blue is closing in and having like the squad cheer you on and then finally you know, win, succeed, and then have, like, the whole squad celebrate with you. It was a great feeling. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something, like, um, it's something unique to Battle Royale games, if you ask me. That feel, that is when you win, right? Because, like, most games, you're playing Team Deathmatch or Deathmatch, you win. Eh. It's a case of the Mondays, you know, it happens at all the time. But a victory, victory royale for somebody who's intermediate is like big, you know, big news. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, because like the odds are so stacked against you. Well, anything can happen, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Graham? What was your highlight of the year? Um, for me, it was a little outside of gaming, but like it was still relevant. Was when um, uh, a listener of the podcast, Stephen, made some art of like the one thing that we did in the podcast that was great yeah that that like really kind of stuck with me that um i don't know it's hard to describe but like it was very meaningful yeah yeah absolutely so thanks steven yeah pop, pop a bless he was looking at you kid make some more artwork graham needs to feel good it's up to you now validation <laughs> no but but seriously it was yeah very much appreciated yeah well any any listener interaction or comment or suggestion um is awesome like i remember getting like a message on reddit when i was posting the, the mass effect episodes to the mass effect subreddit saying 
hey, or comments, you know, hey, love the podcast. Can't wait to listen to more or really loved it. Great job. It's like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's it's a little different. Like we know, we know Steven, right? We're, we're friends with him. But to have like a stranger basically say, I enjoyed this and I'm going to listen to more. It's like, wow. Yeah. You don't even have any sort of obligation to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, which is exciting. So, so thank you, Stephen. Thank you to all who listen. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, we're 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 on the tail end of it. We're almost there. We've got five more to go. Uh, so this one is going to be our saddest death in uh, in gaming this year. So um, that being like a character that's that's died in in the game. So uh, beware some spoilers. Yes, thank you, Graham. That's very important. Spoilers ahead. Uh, skip like two minutes. Go ahead, Graham. Okay. So for me, it was in Spider-Man um, mm-hmm. right at the end, Aunt May. Yeah. Uh, that was probably, like, that was the one death in the year that actually made me cry. So, like... Yeah, it it was a hard one for sure. Yeah, like, and it, it hits you, like, right at the end when you think that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, and it's, to- it, it's totally uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, no, that was the one that had the most emotional impact. And and kudos to um, the voice actor for for Peter. Oh, um, and and just the direction of that scene, like, um, they they knocked it apart because there's so much. Not not only is like Aunt May passing, but Peter is struggling with his identity, really. Of like, am I the man who's gonna save the ones I love or save everybody else? You know. And then Aunt May kind of reveals, hey, I know you're Spider-Man. I know who you are. Like this, it, saving me is not who you are. Yeah. And it's just like the agony there. It's it was really really powerful. Yeah, that was that was a high contender um, for me. Um, but I didn't go with that one. Uh, okay. I, I I I went with a game that I just played this past week. It was uh, it was a death in The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. Okay. And in the first episode, you play as a guy called um, Javi. And your niece and nephew, who are like 14, 15, and their stepmom. And you're going around and you're scavenging. And, oh, no, things happen. Problems. Bad guys come up. And you kind of get separated. And right at the end of the first episode, you reconnect. And you're safe. Everybody's fine. We're gonna go. We're gonna go somewhere safe. It's it's looking good, you know. And and your niece, her name's Mariana, sees her headphones on the ground that she had lost before, and she kind of smiles and she picks them up and she puts them on on her head, and then she gets shot in the head. And what? Uh, yeah, yeah, by by bad guys who who like you were in conflict with earlier, and um, yeah, they did a. R- I mean, it, it, the whole the whole episode. I'm like, oh man, these these people are gonna die. Like something's gonna happen to them. And at the very end, I'm like, oh no 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 no. I'm like, oh come on. Oh no. And like and like you're and they do a great job with it because like your character, kind of like, the the scene slows as and you hear like the heartbeat thumping and you realize the rage and all that. It was really really heartbreaking because it was just like, the whole game. 
as like a young father was really hard because like there's other instances of like young children being in distress and like you have to kind of like there's decisions on what to do with them and like you know my my daughter is not 14 but having to see that and then also like bury her body it was hard it was it was really sad and it kind of was like oh man but um that's that's the walking dead yep merry christmas grim (laughs) (laughs) that's not the end which is good it's true it's true we're we're moving on to our last four um awards and these awards uh well they're really the same but we're we're doing our least favorite game of the year and our most favorite game of the year but we're going to call them the fox of the year named after the terrible character of the fox in persona 4 and the nanako of the year award which of course is um based on the persona 4 character nanako who is the sweetest thing to ever walk this earth mm-hmm. and worthy of all praise <laughs> yeah so <laughs> We're starting out with the, and then we're also, we're doing the, both of them for 2018, our picks for like games that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then we're also doing ones for the podcast, the ones that we actually reviewed on the podcast. Yes. So, um, so I guess it's my turn. We'll start with the Fox of, of the year for 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was really difficult for me. Um, I had a game on there, then I realized at the last second, didn't actually come out this year, and so I was kind of racking my brain to think of what really bad games have I played that came out in 2018, and to be honest, Graham, I could not think of one. It's and been so, a pretty good year. It's been a solid year, and also like you know, we don't play everything that comes out, right? So yeah. I had I had to rack my brain of other games that have come out this year that have been panned critically even though I hadn't played it, which I don't like to do because I don't want to make too many negative comments on something I don't have first-hand experience in. So after perusing some options, I'm deciding to give this velvety to Fallout 76. And I've decided to do that because I feel as though from what I've seen and heard, they really dropped the ball on it, which is too bad because I feel like it's a game I would have really liked liked and would have enjoyed had it been up up to snuff um and you know issues with the like the canvas bag aside the bugs or whatever i do hope that it improves as the lifespan continues um as most bad games do i mean like you uh, think of no man's sky oh no man's sky star wars battlefront 2 which i've been playing the crap out recently it's it's completely turned around from where it was you know when it launched so i mean the nice thing about games today is that they can change you know they can they can better themselves it's just unfortunate that such a beloved series and beloved developers took such a misstep yeah so yeah what about you graham this one um you might not be super happy about but for me it was detective pikachu um yeah i think that's that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't, like, I enjoyed it a, a bit, but, like, it just was the whole, like, the story didn't resolve, the the game, like, 
part of it was it wasn't made for me. It was not like I am not the target audience of that game. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm very much looking forward to the movie. Yeah. But uh, the game, like it just, it didn't succeed on where I wanted it to succeed. I think that's, that's totally apt. It doesn't surprise me really. And, and, it, and I look at it as if, you know, if it weren't for Pokemon, if they just put other creatures into that position, like the game wouldn't have stood up no. critically. You know, it, the the ending and the general ease of gameplay, you know, was only kind of saved by the the Pokemon being put in an interesting context and, and, and kind of learning more about their world. If it wasn't Pokemon or if you didn't care about Pokemon, you wouldn't like the game. So I think that's I think it's a fair velvety to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but hopefully the sequel's better. I'm assuming. Hopefully. They're, I'm assuming yeah. they're making a sequel. But. All right. Um. Okay. So next is the Nanako of the year for games that uh came out this year. Graham, who are you giving the Nanako to? I'm giving this one to. This was a, this was close actually, but I'm giving it to Spider Man. Okay. Um, because. It was so much fun. Like, we've already talked at length about it, but it's just fun. Like, you get to swing around the city, and it's really well-paced. The story's great. The music's great. Like, the combat is fun and varied. It makes you feel like Spider-Man. So, yeah, that's, that's why I'm giving it the 2018 Nanako Award. Okay. Well, Graham, we've used up our last seal of approval because that's exactly what I went with. Um, this one was actually probably the most difficult to place. I was debating, you know, up until probably an hour before the podcast all day about if I wanted to award this to Spider-Man or God of War. Um, and it was really, really difficult for me. And I really had to rack my brain. And I think... What really hit it for me, as I recall, when I finished and completed God of War, I don't know that I thought it was the best game I had played that so far. Over time, it's grown on me, and I've thought back about the technical aspects and, and the story aspects and all that. And But I remember at the time, and I say it in the podcast, or an earlier podcast, um, that it feels like it was missing something. And, and when I was recalling back, I think I still agree with that. It was missing a little bit of something for me plot-wise in the whole um, you versus the Asgardian gods concept. Other than that, it's it's a perfect game. Um, but I had to go with Spider-Man because for all the reasons you said, and it's just polished. It's polished. I can't think of a really single issue with it that I've had. Um, it's fun. It's colorful. Again, you, you said it already. It makes you feel like Spider-Man, and that in itself is fun. And I and I hope that it spurs more companies to develop really good superhero games. Yeah, because there um, really aren't all that many. Because I mean, Batman, well, Batman, Batman did it best, you know. Uh, and the, but nobody nobody could emulate that. I would say this is probably the the best game that to emulate it that didn't 
necessarily emulate it. You know, it, it has some sort of Spider-Man -y th or Batman-y things, stealth-wise. But mo for the most part, it's its own creature, and um, it's it's definitely deserving of the Nautico of the Year award mm -hmm. from both of us. So that's the Velvet Room seal of approval. Our last one. Yes. Now, Graham, are you going to pick up the DLC for the game? Um, probably not. Oh, okay. I think I'm going going to, if it goes on sale. Although it's not it's not expensively priced, but I'm I'm just I'm actually itching to play it again, a little hmm. bit. Um, I mean they put out new trophies, so I have to go back and get those. Um, and so I I think I'll probably pick up the the DLC if I get like a PlayStation card this Christmas, um, and kind of hop back into it. So okay, yeah. All right, we're we're almost near the end, Graham. Mm -hmm. I have two. a, I have a feeling, I think it's fifty-fifty shot. We're going to need another seal of approval. But we might the, have to, yeah, order order more. And fortunately, I can only buy in bulk. So if I buy one, I buy three. Uh, <laughs> well, um, save the next one for next year. Yeah, I guess so. We'll just we'll white out the eight and turn it into a nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my fox of the year for games we played and reviewed for this podcast. Uh, is going to be rhyme. Uh, simply because I did not enjoy it, and uh, it was a chore to play, and uh, it it just didn't do anything. It did all the aspects of games I like, similar in that fashion. You know that kind of story, story focused games. Every other game has done it better, and the only things I remember about Rhyme are the bad things. So it gets my fox of the year. That's valid. I can like I, I can agree with your points there. Um, I think we might actually. That was a bit of a surprise for me, though. I kind of forgot about rhyme. Oh. Um, okay. I. One good thing I will mention about rhyme is the music. I really enjoyed the music. Um, the rest of the experience wasn't, the most engaging, mm -hmm. but I the music was a standout aspect for me. Mm -hmm. um, okay. My Fox of the Year, or Fox of the the podcast, is going to go to Adrift. Uh, that's why I thought I thought it would be, it'd be a toss-up, yeah. Because, like, Rhyme had redeeming factors to me, but um, I don't want to get too negative, but, like, Adrift <laughs> was a game that I actively disliked. Mm. Um because of like the the story and the gameplay and the monotony and like the music wasn't a redeeming factor for me yeah because like there were actually times where i i muted the game and listened wow. to a podcast or something yeah i feel like with a drift there was just wasted potential yeah yeah, I feel like if they if they had made some crucial changes and improvements, it, it would have turned out differently. But the repetition, the confusing navig navigational system, <laughs> yeah, navigatorial system, I I I I I understand and and concur with your with your awarding there. I I think it probably does deserve this velvety. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, big money, Graham. 
what everyone's been waiting for, the Nanako of the year for the podcast. Who do you give it to? Oh man, I just realized that we did Persona 4 this year. Oh man, I completely forgot about that. I guess that counts. I'm... It's not... Like... That doesn't change my answer. (laughs) It doesn't... No, it doesn't change my answer either, but like... It was something that I just completely forgot about. I'm going with God of War. Ah, okay. I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I put two 2018 titles in uh well but there's no law that said you can't no and to be honest like we played some really solid titles this year that came out this year um that honestly i wouldn't have played if it wasn't for the podcast like i wouldn't have thought to play like i wouldn't have thought to buy spider-man or like god of war um but i it ended up being grim I know, oh, yeah. I borrowed both of them. <laughs> but the point is, that, like, I wouldn't have thought of even buying them. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that you lent them. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> I'll have to lend you a game sometime. That sounds good. And um, anyways, it just because, like, it had everything that, like, I really enjoyed. Like, the story... The characters, it was like a small, um, intimate story. Uh, it wasn't about saving the world. It was about scattering the mother's ashes. Yeah. It was, um, you were able to see the characters grow throughout the whole story. Um, the combat was fantastic. I actually recently was showing off the game to a friend and I was doing one of the trials in Muselheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one where you had to defeat like a hundred enemies and with like different waves of enemies. And I actually almost got to the end. Um, and it was like 20 minutes of straight combat, but it was still so much fun. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I I guess I really appreciate that it was able to tell this really concentrated story, really like focused and concentrated gameplay you were able to have your your linear story but also have some ability to move about the world and explore it um and the relationship between atreus and kratos like that's kind of what puts it over the edge for me in terms of that's my podcast game of the year wow it's well deserved it's a good good game um so this one for me again like you said we played a lot of great titles i mean obviously we chose the games <laughs> so nor- there's normally, a certain you, bias there yeah a little bit you, you probably are going to choose games that you think you're going to like um but i had to go with a uh, super mario galaxy oh and um when i when i recall it like yeah i had some frustrations with it I think the control schemes had a little bit of problems, but it was just so much fun and such a unique experience. And it really made me want to go out and play the other Super Mario platforming games. You know, um, I unfortunately I haven't gone back to it, but you know, I, I 
I just look back on it with such fondness. I thought the episode was great. Just the the variety and the environments and, and uh, the levels and the fact that each level doesn't take that long and you go back and there's multiple stars, but it's a little bit different each time. Uh, there's hidden stars, there's cosmic stars, there's this, there's that, there's Luigi stars. It's just all that kind of works together to make a really solid game that I really enjoyed, even though it's over 10 years old. Um, so I'm really, I'm really happy we we played it, and it's my probably the favorite game I we played for the podcast this year. Um, not best, but favorite. Cool. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really cool that like you got to experience that, and, like have that first time experience with Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, Graham, the, it's over. Yep, our it's hot fit. cocoa is done. And it's finished. Our, our chestnuts, all the chestnuts. Yeah, they're 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 cold now. Yeah. The ovens flames are. Are whisking away, turning to ash. The snows, snows calm down a little bit. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. it'll still be a pretty brutal walk back, but you know, I think I can do it. Yeah, well, you gotta get your steps in, right? You know, it's important. Yeah. 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 But and then tomorrow's Christmas, so you know, you can, you can just sleep in. Yeah, I'll yeah. just walk home. I'll get home at like what, nine o'clock. Ten, yeah. Nine, nine, ten in the morning, and then. Yeah. Just sleep until family comes over. Yeah. And then eat. And go back yeah. to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's what it's what the holidays are all about. It's true. Well, oh, wow. What a year, Graham. Did you ever think we'd be here? Uh, like, no, I don't. Well, well <laughs> <laughs> I definitely couldn't have predicted, like, enjoying this as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm really looking forward to what lies ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah. I guess yeah. That sounds like I didn't think I was I, going to enjoy the podcast, but like I did. But like it's something that I if you had asked me a year ago, I mean like aside from you asking me a year ago, um <laughs> like that I would be doing a podcast, I've been maybe, but like well, I think I, I get what you're saying. I think you're kind of saying like, I you knew you were kind of probably gonna enjoy it, but you you probably didn't know it was gonna be a permanent thing or th- something that stuck around and like a regular thing. Yeah. Like it's it's a part of our lives now. Like we have mm-hmm. we have to schedule around it. We have to, yeah, which is fine. It's fun. I I enjoy doing it, and it's it's a unique experience for sure. Yeah, scheduling game time is something that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird, but it's also it's good. Yeah. So yeah, thank you again to everybody who who listened. Um, yeah, seriously. And, yeah, even just one like you know, um, we do appreciate it, and uh, please we would like to grow more. You know, we had some pretty good growth this year. You know, not bad I think for the first year of a a podcast that talks about a singular game that's differing each week. You know, we have I think pretty good repeat subscriber lessons so we appreciate that um and so yeah please uh spread the word um and uh also thank you to i guess all the game developers who made all these great games that we played this year yeah um, yeah i mean uh, 
a, a game is only good when you can see the, the sweat and like the soul of a developer in it. You know what I mean? And uh, whether it's an indie game, you know, like like Minute or Undertale, where it's a small team, you know, pouring themselves into it, or it's a huge game of God of War, you know, that is is this massive team that's being directed to this singular focus. It's it's awesome, you know. It it's it's uh it's artistic and it's it's fun and uh, kudos kudos to all. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Another another Velvety's come and gone, Graham. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, you better get going home, Graham. I really appreciate you taking the time to walk. Next year, I'll walk down to you. I promise. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll see you later then. Yeah. Yeah. See you, Graham. Good night, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you.